It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, howdy, Jim. Howdy. And the man who keeps us in line and on time, Murray. Hello, Murray. Yo. <laughs> so with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Let's rage. All right. Thanks, Bryce. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for having us here at the fabulous Alchemy Studios. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. We got a fully loaded event today. So I had a, get I'm, on with it. I am so excited about this this episode. Uh, first of all, thanks to all the fans, and uh, so we're going to talk now about what came out over Christmas time. We had a two-week break, so we got uh, we got lots to talk about. Um, so first off, uh, think on everybody's mind. Uh, what did we think of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? I don't know. So I want to I want to say. It's exactly what I expected it to be. Bad? No, I wouldn't say bad. I expected it. I mean, it's you can't say a Disney production is bad in whole. There were parts about it, obviously, that I think everybody could admit was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's well, a blank stare. <laughs> it was just bad. It was. I, I actually liked a lot of it, but... Mm. You know what? It's it's a recurring theme through every single one of these movies. We need like some sort of red light, green light, where we know where the force is actually applies, and when, <laughs> oh the, for- God, and when the force doesn't apply. I blocked this out of my mind. I yeah. totally blocked it out of my mind. It's ridiculous. As we walked out of the is theater, is there a force? If there's a force, then there's always a force. Not yeah, just when it when it when, it's a, when it moves the plot forward. Yeah, but it's convenient. The, the, the spoiler for everybody who hasn't seen this yet. Oh, everybody's I, seen it. I no, know. Tim hasn't seen it, and I'm probably have to see it. Again. Again, unfortunately, but um, the scene that blew, that made me and you and I talked about this after the movie. We walked out and we both looked at each other and almost said the exact same thing. So she had this super force. She was actually in the forest, balancing rocks and boulders and fucking mountains or whatever the hell she was. Luke Skywalker she, stuff. Doing Skywalker stuff. Then she gets so she can, if you can levitate, you should be able to move yourself. I'm thinking, yeah, because you know you can throw stuff. She's. They get to the. They get to the island, ship island, or whatever the heck it was, and she's like, "Ah, oh, they're all like, how are we gonna get across there?" I'm like, "The rapids like, are too much. The, the waves are, are too much. much. The There's too no much. way I'm we like, can get there." I'm like, "Use the force. Why don't you freaking just flow yourself over there?" But it's more fun to take a windsurfer. Well, yeah, that's use the force. <laughs> that's actually what I had to say. I said, "Well, I'm I'm angry because the force should always exist." But to your point, Murray, I thought. Yeah, like if I was her and I'm like, okay, I'm all powerful. I'm like Skywalker Jr. or somebody Jr. I don't want to spell that complete ending. Uh, you know, if I want to take a, a, a speedboat across, a sailboat, whatever, I can do that. Movie was dumb. <laughs> you know what? And it's what you expected. We knew this was going to happen. And there, were, there was a certain character who were led to believe that dies. And then three scenes later, miraculously he's back. And yeah, it's like, you know what, that. if you're going to have 
like this totally emotional moment where you're like devastated by it, and then three seconds like, man, you know what? He's still alive. It's like, why even do it? Surprise! Right. <laughs> you thought he was dead. It's plot twist. But back by popular demand. You know what? They're so busy trying to please everybody that they just made this uninspired piece of dreck. Or, or as I like to say, in when when I watch a Disney film. And they took something beautiful and made it Disney, like they did with um, the last uh, Avengers film. True. It's like Disney threw up on the screen. Yeah, they did a lot. Yeah, that's all that. The more I think about this movie, the more I dislike it. I literally, <laughs> when I left it, I was like, yeah, that was pretty bad. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, no, it wasn't pretty bad. It was god awful. That was a piece of garbage. Rage. Uh, I'm gonna. Ha- I have to agree with you, buddy. I'm gonna have to give it a rage oh, too. Guys. Murph, what do you give it? Uh, well, it wasn't Mondo because, like I said, I had issues with some of the story. But that's only because I read a lot of the Star Wars books before Disney ever came into the picture. When they actually wrote good stories before Disney took it over and ruined it all. They and there's the characters they should have had in it that they didn't. And just the whole, yeah, the, end, had- the ending, basically, I'm not going to give away. Uh, oh, they, 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 they totally ruined it. But all the people died that you want but, to die. Uh, Let's face yeah, it. I guess so. But the thing is, it's it, it, in the end, it's freaking Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's Tie Fighters, X Wings. It's lightsabers. That's all I need. It's, it's Star Wars. Yeah, I I give I'll give a little bit of credit to that because if I want to see a space movie where they're shooting and stuff, there was enough of that to keep you happy. Was and there? I think if I was a twelve year old boy not seeing any of the other movies. I would have been probably pretty excited. Oh, I totally agree. The, the last three were made for kids. Uh, I got to say one thing because I am a Star Wars fan. They lost me when they started riding the beasties across the spaceship wings. It became, <laughs> all of a sudden, it became Indiana Jones. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Add it to the list does of Disney, things. Does Disney own that franchise? If they don't, I'm sure they will soon. Oh, I'm sure they, they will soon. Do. Right? Oh, all right, so enough. I think we got two rages and a... Meh, yeah. There you go. There you go. So take that with a grain of salt. I, like we talked about, everybody's going to see this movie. I yeah. think it may actually surpass... The last Marvel one. I don't know if it will. I don't think it'll do over more than Endgame, but yeah. I, I, worldwide, worldwide, I think it, it may or may not. Anyway, I mean, this is nine movies. How many was Marvel? I don't know. 20, 40, 24. I want to say 24. 26. Yeah. Well, let's move on to... The Song of Names. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this was actually the uh, Calgary International Film Festival opening gala this year, so I saw it. I don't know. Did either of you guys see it? I did see it because I was a staff member and got a pass to there it. There you but, go. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and it have, has two of my favorite actors in it, which yeah. was also appealing to me. Yeah, no, when you've got uh, Clive Owen and Tim Roth in the Absolutely. same movie, uh, you know, how, how bad can it be? And it Clive actually or... was very good. I um, really enjoyed it. Um, just for those that haven't seen it, I mean, it is... Uh, Basically, uh, about the, uh, let's call them childhood friends, I guess, or where they kind of grow up together and one disappears on the eve of his first solo concert and then... It's the search for him after that. Yes, basically. the journey for the yeah. other one to look yeah, to so find him. The rest oh, of the right. Inter- interestingly, Francois Girard, he, he must love violins because this is like the second yeah. violin based oh, yeah, movie. No, there's a lot I of also did 1998's Red Violin. So, yeah. what are the odds on the same director doing two movies centered around a violin? Exactly. It's um, a fetish. Yeah, it's super, a fetish. Super performances from Roth and Owen. Um, so the other thing I'd just like to point out that because this was the Calgary Interfa- International Film Festival opening gala, that means it was the first movie of 50 I saw in about 10 days. There you so go. the fact that I can remember it 
must have been pretty After good. 50 yeah. films so in 10 days. It, yeah. it's, you know what? Very inspirational stuff. Anybody that gets a chance to see it, it, it it's worth seeing. It really is. I know, I know you are a humble, humble dude. So I'm going to say it because I know you would never You're say You're going to bring this, it up? Okay. But, but Bryce was actually awarded the audience award. Yes, as seeing he was. seeing every movie slot yeah, available. That, there, there's an accomplishment. And, and he did it purely for the love of a film. film. <laughs> yeah, okay. And not yeah. the for the generous, show, guys. and not the generous cash prize that was a result. But yes. that's right. I mean, there was a generous cash prize, but, but it was still a major feat. Anyway, song of names, Mondo. Mondo for you. I'll give it a meh. Perfect. It's a little long for my liking, but I didn't see it. He did so not see it. So now I've got to see it. So it's on, now been added I'm sure to my it'll be list somewhere. Uh, all right. Well, it takes us to one that we all got to see together, and it's since a little bit of a paralyzing <laughs> one because uh, I think Murray and I like this probably a little more than you did. A little more than we should have, probably. I know what I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for it. It's bombshell. You so should. yeah, I I didn't. This isn't a mondo for me. And thank be, God. Be prepared because if you give it. If you do give it a rage, you know what happens to our undoubted. I'm not giving it a rage, but oh, I'm, boy. I'm giving it, it the lowest of mess. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's good to know. It's good to know. It's just hover in there. So for those of you who don't know, if you don't uh, um, know our podcast, we have a website. So if you check us out on either Spotify or on uh, Podbean and search uh, Film Rage and look at our, our page, you will get to see some of our lists, uh, such as our Undoubted list. You will get to see how, how we rate films and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be happening around. So check it out. Uh, so Bombshell, I actually love this. I thought that, well, I didn't love it. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. And, and the reason I liked it is I liked the interaction of the three main women in it. Yes. I think that, I, I thought that the, um, the suspense build... Which surprises me. Didn't because, feel the suspense. Oh, see, I felt the suspense I the did. whole time. Totally. I was like, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna show Margot Robbie get like the whole Base, rah, yeah, rah, yeah. Uh, in the room, and it was like every time that room came in, I was just like, my heart started beating, yeah. and I was kind of like, I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen to her? And and then just little snippets. They kept dropping little breadcrumbs as to who was molested by this guy and who wasn't molested by this guy. Yeah. And and to be quite honest, the reason I think I liked it more than you, maybe, other than you know it was a better movie than you think it is. But no, it really um, wasn't. But it it's because I was expecting to hate the movie going into. Oh, it. were you? Yes, I expected it was going to be trivial, and it was not. And for it me, was. it wasn't. It was okay. You know. <laughs> well, I but, I. Actually liked it a lot. I would give it a Mondo. Wow. And again, it was conflicting because it was about a very like serious topic. I mean, something really happened. And this sleazeball who ran Fox News for so many years and did so many bad things. But on the other hand, the, the people that they cast is just... It not was, only incredible actors, but they're yeah. like gorgeous people of Hollywood. Gorgeous people. And two of, of them were actually, they're, they'd be the on my undoubted people, list. The like the Cole wow. Kidman and Charlize Theron. Yeah, I love everything those two do. Performances were good. It was just very uneven. Very uneven. Okay, well, give, us, give me seemed, some. Give me egg samples. The I didn't think that the humor mixed with the serious stuff worked at all. It was. It was, like, totally, Kate, it was totally. It was totally superficial. There you wasn't like any Kate. depth. 
It was unsubtle, in-your-face symbolism thrown at you left and right. This sounds like you're trying to protect somebody on our list. I'm not trying right. to protect anybody. It ultimately fell flat. It was just... But you're giving it a mess. So. It is, it's a low, low, low mess. <laughs> wow. The potential was there. I mean, it was it was a story worth telling, but that, I don't know that I don't know that Jay Roach was the guy to tell this story, and I'll stand by that. I can't deny, though, that, that John hmm. Lithgow... Was amazing. He played like yeah. this. The, the acting, this major creep factor. He was okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what my I, I give this a, a higher level mat. This sounds terrible because if it gets a mat, it gets a mat. Yeah. But I did I did enjoy the build. I agree with you about Roach. I think. And that maybe I am got, trying to protect protect Charlie's Theron. You are trying to protect. You are. I'm not raging though. I mean, it's just. It did make. I get it. It was. It was. It was flat. I think people should see this movie. Oh, absolutely. Mm, I think they should see it because the topic is. The topic is. You're talking. You're basically talking this into a rage, buddy. Exactly. Let's move on before I do because I want Charlie's to stay on the on the list. All right. Okay. Well, Mur, it was it was a mondo for you. Mondo for me. Man was a meh for uh, Bryce. Low yeah, I got it. Meh. So uh, Richard Jewell's next up. Uh, it's about security guard uh, that the bombing of Centennial Park in Atlanta during the uh, 1996 Olympics. Um, Sam Rockwell was amazing. Uh, Clint Eastwood could tell stories well as anybody, and uh, the supporting cast was solid. I liked it. I don't know that we really need to say much more than it. It's worth seeing. It, it's on uh, my list to see now. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. I didn't see it, but I, you know, even even. The commercials, the trailers, I wanted to see this movie. And I'm sad I we didn't I wasn't around when you saw it. Yeah. Sam Rockwell is worth watching just by he's and, so good in it again. And he's on our undoubted list. As he he should be Follow for now. Page. Uh Fulci for Fate. The last oh, thing yes. we're gonna talk about from what came out yeah. over the holidays. <laughs> uh, so this was we saw a double feature, uh Bombshell, and then we followed up with Fulci. And first off, I'm a huge Fulci fan. Love Fulci. Like Never zombie heard of them. would make my top. Let's well, love zombie. Zombie would be in my top five zombie movies of all times. So that's yeah, saying okay. a lot. I'll agree with that. Yeah, uh, and some of his other stuff. Like I actually watched after seeing this movie. I actually went and watched a bunch of other Fulci, and I was like, man, he's so good. Yeah, I like him. And they just did not do justice to this guy. Like it was funny because it's I, it's not the movie that Fulci fans wanted. No, well, I don't think it's a, a movie any fan wanted. Like there was nothing. Like uh, to Murray's point, it was kind of funny. Like Murray doesn't know anything about Fulci. Never. And yeah. when I called him about him, I was like, "Hey, buddy, we're talking about Fulci." He's like, "Fulci? What's a Fulci? Yeah, what's a Fulci?" Yeah. But but the the point that you made was, could they have not shown even one freaking Clips. clip I mean, in yeah. the whole movie? Those of us who have never like, seen one, and I'd not like even to any see outtakes. what it was. Like, it was just painful. And yeah. as I'm watching it, like I was glued to it because I wanted to hear everything everybody said. It doesn't mean I, I like the movie. Oh, interesting sidebar. It's in Italian. Subtitled, no yeah. English, and the, and his daughter and speaks like super fast, like yes. it was like. Ah, I so, really liked his daughter. No, I, I liked was, her too. I, thought was, I fine, actually thought she was great. No, she was good. I thought it was pretty interesting looking at the man's his, family life. And if you're a true fan of Fulci, this was a little peek into no, the dude, stuff you did. Dude, we saw it, it with Greg, and Greg, if anybody's a Fulci fan bigger than us. Even he said that what was he bad. Said? It yeah, was he didn't okay. like it either? He said it was bad. Wow. He said it was bad. It came out of Greg's mouth. It's a meh. No, it's a really? rage, man. This you is want a rage. rage. Yeah, I'm so raging I, about this. So, yeah, I couldn't even give it meh It's got a two rages, then. 
All right, it's open rage time, oh. people. And right. actually, funny thing, how we can segue this directly in. So I, I used up some of my time bitching about the Fulci film, but my open rage this week is about bad documentaries about amazing people. Go so on. If, <laughs> so if you're going to make a documentary that, and, and the, to me, I mean, there's obviously, obviously a lot of reasons why people build a documentary, but most documentaries are actually built to give a one-sided projection of the director's viewpoint on a series. But you've got to keep in mind, when you're making a documentary about a famous person that is beloved, and you talk to anybody in Italy, they're going to say, I mean, Fulci makes everybody's top five list of directors that comes out of Italy. Let's face it. The guy's, the guy's brilliant. So if you're going to make a, a documentary and then somehow try and layer in there that it's preparation for a movie you're doing about it and then not really fill all the pieces in, it was just painful. Like, I can't... It, it could have been I, better. I don't know how his one of his daughters didn't step in and say, why are you destroying my father's like memento to Legacy. the world yeah. because this is gonna just completely bomb yeah. and it's people are gonna go like oh like i didn't know who this like murray is he ever gonna watch a full no. movie now no never gonna watch one of his never. movies now never and nope. he's gonna miss out on one of the best italian directors of all time so okay i, I just, <laughs> I, just <laughs> I don't disagree with I anything just, you're saying i just think that if and you know, I, I tried to, I, I wish I would have had more time. I, well, I should have taken more time to list all the other documentaries that I've hated over the years. But the one, uh, the, the one, the, so the, many one that, me. the one that actually gets me too, it, it's not necessarily about a famous person per se, okay. but uh, Michael Moore. So Michael Moore is one of the most polarizing documentary yeah, yeah, of all I times. I get it. And I think everybody here would agree Bowling for Columbine is probably one of the best docs that's oh, absolutely. ever been made. It was very good. The yeah. fact that Marilyn Manson looks like a genius. <laughs> and for all those who have seen Marilyn Manson he in, is, yeah. in things afterwards where he's like, he's, he can't no, even understand what he's this, saying. This is one sharp dude. He's stoned out of his head in every other show you've seen him. But here, Michael Moore made him look, to look like him he was genius. Yeah. But when he did the doc about um, uh, George Bush... That was terrible. It was just it was just malicious and terrible and it didn't have enough content into it. And it just it just goes back to my point is I like a documentary to to Bryce, we were talking about this on the way over here in the car. Leave some leave some mystery at the end of it. I, if I want to see a movie that's bam, 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 this is my point. Now I'm ramming it down your throat, and here it is. Well, really, or, that, that shouldn't be a documentary. A documentary is about stepping back and looking at something yes. and giving it. It well, should be, and it isn't anymore. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's devolved and, into this one-sided yes, point of view over the It should be like years. an editorial and, well, and that here, Here's the thing. Is part of my training in film school was documentaries, and... Basically, they taught us how to make one and what goes into it. And the big thing is, it's got to be entertaining. doesn't matter who it's about. It has to be entertaining to watch. And just listing facts for an hour and a half, that's not entertaining. <laughs> a bunch of people sitting around well, talking in Italian is not entertaining. You got to show, uh, you got to show some action. I know you like. You I don't know, but I agree. Yeah, see, um, my well, man Bryce here likes the slow uh, burn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you I don't have need to too much happening, man. No, I absolutely like do. Although there was a lot happening in that movie. So anyway, to summate my 
my um, rage for this week is if you're going to make a documentary, make it good. Fair enough. All right. All right. What you got? I am going to start raging as well. Uh, my rage for the week is Michael Bay. Oh! To hell you say. I'm on board. Why <laughs> is he still directing features? The man makes noisy, obnoxious, ridiculous piles of trash. By my count, he's made 14 features. He directs them as if they're music videos, which makes sense because that's how we got to start. If there ever was a case for someone not evolving in any way, it's Michael Bay. His ridiculous rapid fire cuts and low camera angles, looking up people's nostrils as they, as, with some stupid tilted camera angle, so a subject appears at some stupid angle, is just ridiculous. Uh, I get motion sickness after about five minutes of watching any one of his films. There's, he the, doesn't have hardly any walking. Yes, no, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the, only movie, the only Everybody's movie he's running. ever made that I enjoyed was Pain and Gain, but that was because of the chemistry between Rock the Dwayne Rock? Johnson and Marky Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, it still had all the vomit-inducing camera cuts, but it was, it was a compelling and uh, humorous script. But I often wonder, if someone that was actually a competent director had made this, probably would have been a great film instead of just a really good one um however uh i just can't get away from the the bad stuff that he's done bad boys the rock armageddon pearl harbor harbor to the unwatchable transformers franchise the man can do no right apparently his next project is called wait for it are you ready i'm Ro so excited robopocalypse Nice. So Michael Bay. Can't wait Whoa. for that one. Totally. If that was part of the Sharknado series, I would probably exactly. like, yes. run to see it. Which brings us to his latest abortion of a movie, Six Underground. All right, so your, your rage is done. Can we not? Can the, the, I not jump on before you hit that? Can okay. I not jump on my rage on there? You, you've incited my rage because we both share the despise of Mike Michael. <laughs> I so freaking bad. I just like every single Transformer movie. I wanted to like it because. I don't even know what's going on in those movies. There's just a bunch of metal rolling around on each other. Who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys? <laughs> They're robots in disguise. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's, it was I didn't, just... I didn't, it's just a yeah. mess. Yeah. And it's so loud. Why does everything have to be so loud with Michael Bay? You're showing your age, buddy. It's not loud. You're just old. You're just old. I mean, but but I, I can't agree with you more. I think that um, Michael Bay should only direct shorts... And I think should he should just go back videos. to just producing horror movies and let someone else do everything. Produce a horror movie. I'm on board. Yeah. And and then also direct a music video. I think <laughs> a, Michael Bay, a Michael Bay music video, I would love to watch. Because he can't screw up that much in five minutes. Oh, exactly. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell you. so yeah, let's, the, the reason I coerced you into this, by the way, because I watched it. And I yes, said, we both watched Six Underground. We both watched Six I Underground. I wanted to watch it. Well, oh, Marie, let me God. tell you, you do not want to watch this movie. It, 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 had, it had all the trademark explosions. It had all the ridiculous camera cuts, convoluted action sequences, all included. And a terrible plot. True Michael Bay form, I'm yeah, telling you. No plot, no substance. And one of the Francos. And character. Well, for a while. Yeah. For a the, short while. He was the best part. He was the best part about that movie, actually. And unfortunately, spoiler alert, he's dead in like five minutes. Yeah. They were all dead. No. Hmm. Well, maybe. We don't want to spoil it for you, Mark. I, I know it. you're going to want to see it. Yes. But, but you know what's funny about this movie is that I, I have a little bit of a crush on Ryan Reynolds. But 
He was terrible. Well, I have a big one on him. That's because Deadpool is awesome, man. Deadpool is awesome. I can't wait for his you movie this year. You cannot say Deadpool is not awesome. Deadpool is pretty awesome. Darn awesome. Okay. okay. It's awesome. You'll give it an okay. It's, it's better than the first one was very, very good, and two was not very, very good. Number two was great. It was awesome. Number was, two is great, but not, uh, Deadpool number two, <laughs> anyway. not so good. Are you saying that Deadpool number two was number two? I'm saying that it was, uh, yeah, number two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to give Six Underground for our streaming this week, uh, Hard Rage. Oh, the hardest rage. Two rages. Oh, uh, my goodness. It, it, was it, so, it was so, so, it was so, so bad. So, so bad. It was so bad that uh, it actually incited you into rage, which, which right. was our rage this week. Yes. Well, that isn't that tough. These All days. right, and what this else is going to be a quick one it's because not it's be not a quick. film. It's not a film, but I need to talk no, about it. No, what's it doing on our list? No, no, no. It's, well, it's on our list because I think everybody's talking about this. Who's talking and about this? Everybody. Really? Like, I know. You, I know. Sometimes even you, you are now. Because yeah, now, I guess yeah, so. even you. Because I made you see it. Uh, I liked it because it was a surprise not. to me. And that's uh, don't fuck with cats. Uh, the docuseries on Netflix. So I'm sure everybody's watching this, and they're all talking about it. Because if you don't remember the guy that's in it... How do you not remember the guy? Especially, we're in Canada. I know! I just didn't remember, because I kind of, at the time, didn't care, and I wasn't really listening to the news. But The guy's, so, like, shipping body parts to our politicians. You I don't know. remember any of this? Well, yeah, but I was kind of like, I don't care. I didn't like the politicians. So I was like, whatever, they can have a body part. Pick up I, a paper, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, now I, I listen to the news a lot more. But when this happened, I wasn't a big news guy. I was too busy right. watching movies. Keep on going. So, yeah, anyway, that that um, I think everybody who's seeing it is enjoying it because it it does bring a lot of suspense. All right, well, first of all, it's not a movie, so I don't know why we're talking about it. <laughs> it's also not very good. I mean, you should know this story. I guess if you don't know this story, it would be mildly interesting. It was it, very interesting. But it was covered by every news outlet in the world. There was nothing new to discover here. I just... It was... It's a Plus, here, here's my biggest problem with it. It's a ludicrous notion that Facebook users had anything to do with the capture of this dude. It's the dumbest premise this director could have chosen to run with. And... I think that's predominantly what he ran with. Since, uh-huh. since the he opens it with this this one subject and he closes with that same subject, and she's one of the Facebook users. So, oh yeah, this is who brought them down. The internet brought this guy down. See, I the didn't get hell with that. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, well, I don't know how you didn't get it. It opened and closed the movie. No, see, I found it nicely bookend the series. And it actually, to me, it showed, and we, we should probably stop talking about this because we okay, got last Real quick, time. Yeah. I just want to thank you, Jim, for wasting three hours of my time. Oh, you are so welcome. You are <laughs> so welcome. So we could cover this non-movie on our movie podcast. <laughs> so that would be a rage. Yeah, that's a hard rage for him. Bryce. But for me, it was a Mondo. So it's All a, right. it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and because we're not really supposed to be rating it. Togo, which is on Disney+. Plus. So I'm only going to talk this really quick. Yep. Um, it has Willem Dafoe on it. And... I think it was Disney live action to the max. I wasn't interested really when I when I saw it. I watched it because of William Defoe, and I watched it because I knew who Togo was because I go to the North quite a bit. I thought this was going to be quick. It is quick. Uh, no such thing. The first thing is, yeah, William Defoe is good in everything. 
True. He could, he could literally just stand he could on make screen her undoubted. and do nothing. No, he can't because he's yeah. made he some, he's, he's made a lot of junk. bad movies, but he's good in them. That's undoubted. Yeah. Right? No. He's in. He's he's not, he's not choosing great movies, and this is another one that isn't that that great. It's a Disney nat- nature show. Oh, it's 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 a hard rage for me. Hard rage. Yep. Uh, one cut of the dead on Shutter, and we both saw this. Uh, Murray hasn't seen it yet. I liked it. Ugh. Loved it a lot. In fact, you're going to hear where it ends up on one of our lists later on tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah th- I don't want to talk too much about this now. Just it, this is a it's, hard, hard, hard mondo yeah, for me. Absolutely, mondo, mondo, mondo. Good, fun, unique premise. Followed up by another hard mondo. Yes, uh, which uh, is two. I'd popes. like to actually, yeah. So it's two popes, and I just like to open this with "Told you so, Jim." Oh, <laughs> I hate when he tells me so. And he rubs it in all the time. It's like when I, you cut yourself and your best friend throws vinegar and vinegar salt on, on it and thinks yeah. your, your arm cut is like salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. You know what? I, I, Jonathan Price in this is... He's, so if he good. doesn't get an Oscar nod for this, yeah, he, I don't know, he, No, man. he will. As Pope Francis. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. We're going to have you know a couple of really likable c- characters at the Oscars here with Pope Francis and Mr. Rogers. are both going to be nominated. Yeah. Probably one of the more likable guys in the history of the world. I know. <laughs> and they'll both lose. Yeah, uh, they probably yeah, will, but probably they both will. should be nominated. Yeah, they definitely should be nominated. This this movie is a yeah. must see for me. Yeah. And you know, and Hopkins was solid as Pope Benedict. Real yeah, good. he's just he's just Hopkins. He's, he's just though. Hopkins like, he, exactly. He, beside Price, it's like. Plus, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Jim. There was lots of walking in this movie. There which was a was lot great. of walking I know, in this movie. Right but up I was, my alley. you know, the thing the thing I think they liked about it so much was how they sprinkled his history into it. So oh, you really got to see yeah. him. No, it was, it, was, it was a well-made movie. I mean, who knew that, you know, two popes having a conversation basically for two hours would be such an entertaining but movie. But that really wasn't what it was. You were you were trying to sell me that that's what it would be and you'd even more excited. I know. But when I saw it and it yeah. wasn't that, that's why I liked it. Was, it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, not really, no. But, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a hard Mondo. Mondo. Uh, last one, Tom. Uh, oh, is that the last one for this? Yeah, we got to make this snappy. We're running low on time. We still have coming up, just so you're ready for this. We're going to be talking about our uh, lists of last year because, it, hey, it's January. We want right. to. We built some lists for you guys to soak up our uh, beliefs of what we saw last year. Uh, so last one is Smoke and Mirrors. It's the Tom Savini story on Shudder. Anybody who's a Tom Savini fan has to see this doc. It's all it's all Tom Savini all the time. Like yeah, the contrast. Was, it was made about three or four years ago. Yeah. I, I know I saw it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I remember liking it at the time. Um, yeah, like if you're yeah. like in contrast, this was a way to do. I mean, they're both from the similar. I mean, Tom Savini's everything though. He's not just a director. He's an actor. He's a musician. He's a um, he's a uh, producer he's like he's just he's he's so awesome and lovable and yet he plays these dicks in movies like he's just absolutely he's fantastic um quick question yeah how are we uh doing this uh best of lists here are we doing our are we gonna roll with our rage or our rage five and our mondo 10 all yeah. together yeah okay, we're just i'm just gonna You're roll, gonna roll, for roll it out. 10 so, minutes roll here so we're gonna start bryce is gonna roll us out the list section is called the mondo 10 best of 2019 and followed quickly by 
The Rage, the worst films of the 2019. The Rage, five worst of 2019. That's much better, much better. All right, Bryce, hit us with your top ten, buddy. All right, before I get to my top ten, I'm going to give some honorable mentions, and I'm actually going to start with my honorable Just mentions. Just be quick about it. To those that did not make the honorable mention list. Oh, my fuck. So real quick, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, In Fabric, Knives Out, Waves, Honey Boy, and Official Secrets, which was has one of my favorite lines in a movie for the year. And here it is. Do me a favor, Ken. Go and fish somewhere else. What a perfect closing bit of dialogue. <laughs> and honorable mentions for the year. Uh, the Farewell, just a sweet movie. U.S.-Chinese co-production, very pleasant surprise. Arctic, Mads Mikkelsen stranded in the Arctic. Beautifully shot and beautifully acted, plus lots of walking. Nice. Lords of Chaos. Based on the true story of the Norwegian band Mayhem that burned churches, among other crimes, in the 90s. Uh, violent, funny, and a must-see. Um, by the way, the doc, uh, based on the story, is also worth checking out. 2008's Until the Light Takes Us. Amazing documentary. Uh, the Mustang. Awesome movie about the rehabilitation therapy program that has convicts training wild Mustangs. This is a program that is in the U.S., um, but the film was a co-production between France and Belgium, which uh, is... It's such an awesome, inspiring story. Why did Yankee Land not get to it first? I'm a little confused by that. Why is France and Belgium making this movie? Um, I guess they were too busy making The Grudge again in Yankee Land. I don't know. Uh, another child, Korean drama. I love Korean dramas. Involving two schoolmates whose parents are having an affair with each other. I'm, I'm a sucker for Korean dramas. So well executed. And now... The what, list. The Mondo 10 Best of 2019. Number 10. Oh, by the way, I'd like to preface this that mine's an actual top 10 list from 10 to 1 being the best. It's my understanding that the other lists that follow may not follow the hat criteria. Gotta be clear, buddy, when you're making lists. That's right. Number 10, Joker. One sequence in this movie kept me from ranking it higher. To keep it short, you do not have to over-explain things. Have faith in your audience that they're not mentally deficient. But other than that, this was darn near perfect. Oh yeah, and you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was pretty good too. Number nine. I, I haven't seen Joker yet, so I cannot rate it. I won't see it, so. There you go. There we go. So number nine, Jojo Rabbit. Who knew a comedy about a child whose imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler could be this good, very satisfying piece of cinema. Thank you, Taka Watiti. Yeah, that's a hard Mondo for Hard me. Mondo for sure, yeah. yeah. Right on. Number eight, The Lighthouse. From the claustrophobic feeling of the 4-3 aspect ratio to the dreary use of black and white, the tone is set early in this movie, take a trip into madness with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Funny, dark, with some unique twists. This film is, needs to be viewed, preferably in the dark. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's on my list to see, though, because right I love the two of those guys. Number seven, Midsommar. Violent, mind-bending film. American-Swedish-Hungarian co-production that I could not look away from. It's crazy good. And I emphasize the word crazy. There are scenes in this movie that will stay with you forever. You got to admit that, whether you want them to or not. I'm going to give that a hard rage because I hated this movie. I thought it was probably, it almost made my worst I'm sorry, five. keep it short, Jim. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, I think you, you've actually haven't used up nearly all of your time. No. So, uh, the I've, fact still that, got, I've still the got fact, my rage five, buddy. Yeah, but 
But you put this in in your top ten, and it made my rage list. <laughs> so people just have to know there's a separation of church and state here. Number six, A Hidden Life. Uh, first off, this is just a stunning movie to look at. The cinematography is very well executed, but it's the journey of the main character, Franz, that makes it so special. Uh, we see a creation of an ideology over the course of some years that ends up in an uncompromising act of defiance that is heartbreakingly inspirational. Uh, watching Franz go from knowing what is right and wrong to actually doing what is right, no matter what that might mean for both him and his family, is a voyage worth taking. Yeah, I give that one a super mondo. I liked it. Never saw it. All right. Number five, Parasite. Another Korean film. Yes. Bong Joon-ho's uh, latest film is probably the least predictable film of the year. Uh, as you watch, you might actually think that you know where it's going, but you're probably wrong. Uh, it's a comedy. It's a tragedy. It's a horror movie. It's Parasite, and there's nothing else like it. I haven't seen it. I've been. You haven't seen it. Parasite. No, never I've saw been it. wanting to see it since day uh, one because you it know was the first film that sold out at the film festival this year. Yeah. Even though we both had passes, we couldn't get tickets for it. Yeah, we couldn't. Well, actually. Yeah, well, you got more, one, but more, I couldn't get one. There's more story to that, but anyway, it, way, it's on my it. list to we didn't see, see it. because I love Korean films in general. So, number four, Vivarium. Oh, <laughs> Unique, absurdist comedy horror movie that was the best movie I saw at this year's Calgary yeah, International Film Festival. Jesse Eisenberg and the impeccable Imogen Poots star as a couple of the get caught in a nightmare loop of monotone, surreal stress. Not a wasted shot in the whole movie. It's so effective. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I love this film. It, I, I, it was, excuse me, well, because we gave one to five in, uh, in SIF. It didn't make a five for me. I know it was one of your favorites. I did really enjoy it. I think it's, it's, it's definitely a mondo for me. Yeah, I'm definitely a man. I gave it. A I gave it a three. It was okay, but Blasphemy. yeah, blasphemy. <laughs> Number three, the mountain. Jeff Goldblum as a lobotomist that takes on an assistant for the tour of hospitals as he performs the controversial and unproven procedure, his controversial and unproven procedure in the 1950s. Um, the tone and pace of this movie was absolute perfection. I just loved, loved, loved this movie. Apparently you didn't love it enough because um, it's only number three. It is. It's true. Better? How is that possible? <laughs> well, I know. Well, yeah, it, it's it's tough to think. I haven't seen it, but with Jeff Goldblum, it's kind of a I got my perk my interest for sure. All right, uh, number two, Marriage Story. Uh, until I saw my number one film, I was sure this was going to be my favorite film of the year. Uh, truly an actor's movie with everybody turning in stellar performances. Who knew Scarlett Johansson had this in her? Laura Dern, Ray Liotta, and Alan Alda were all fantastic. And what can I say about Adam Driver other than that was the best performance of the year. Um, I am now an Adam Driver fan. Uh, this was heart-wrenching, funny, beautiful. Um, it's a film that stays with you well after the closing credits have finished. Yeah, that's it's. I, I, I can't say too much because guess what? It's on my top ten as well. There you go. I thought this movie was brilliant. Adam Driver. Well, I've been telling you to fall in love with Adam Driver for years. And I never got it. Because, and now I do. And now Because he do. does Star Wars. Yeah, yeah it stars. He's never going to make, it's going to take him ten years to He's make done Star Wars list, now. But. He can make real movies. Which takes us to number one. Uncut Gems. Crazy frenetic pace that grabs a hold of you and drags you along for a non-stop, unrelenting thrill ride. Not really my type of movie, but 
Oh my goodness. I always expect a lot from the Safdie brothers, and after watching this film, you will too. Um, every scene is impeccably executed. I loved every tension-filled moment of this movie. It is the most Mondo film of 2019. Bar none. Yes, indeed. So now we're going to speed it up because uh, we're running a little long, I think. We are. No, we're doing good. Uh, so now we're going to go on to the Rage 5. But before we do, we're going to do a little dishonorable mention. Uh, movies that weren't quite bad enough to make the top five. Um, we've got The Hustle. What Men Want. Why I Saw It. Don't even ask. <laughs> good Boys. Countdown. Dark Phoenix. Men in Black International. And Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker for obvious reasons. He listed like five of my favorite movies there, buddy. Uh, and so now funny. for the Rage 5 Worst of 2019. Number five. Number five. The Fanatic. All of you that have been waiting for Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst to write and direct a movie, you are in luck. Wow. Here it is. It stars John Travolta as an obsessed fan, and I can honestly say it's just as good as you would expect. There was so much bad going on in this movie that I cannot even re recommend it as an odd curiosity. Please just avoid this movie. At I watched costs. it, so you don't have to. It's a Thank public God. service announcement. <laughs> Thank God you did, buddy. Thank God. Because I, I saw who directed it, and I saw who was in it, and it instantly made me know. Oh, my God. I, that, I was so... Little fun fact. You know where it had a, its opening? In Mexico. It couldn't even have its, like, debut in, like... Nice. It's just... It was so bad. Uh, Nobody in Yankee Land even wanted to debut the damn thing. Number four. A rainy day in New York. I now have officially lost all faith in Woody Allen. Midnight in Paris was the last really good movie that he made back in 2011. Yep. He has had like seven movies since He's then. He's had quite a few stinkers. Yeah, yeah, and they have been barely watchable to just plain awful. This was a cringe-worthy movie with characters that I just did not plain care about at all. Were you thinking in the back of your mind, though, that a pedophile made this movie? That's the whole thing. It, 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 with some of the stuff that's in it, it's tough not to. Yeah. And it's like, and, and unfortunately, sorry, Woody, weak, really, really weak. Number three, The Art of Racing in the Rain. I only went to this because my mom was in town, and I thought, well, this is a safe movie to take her to. Um, for a movie that was trying so hard to make me feel something, I can honestly say it created no emotional response whatsoever. I could not care less about anybody in this movie. Its heavy-handed metaphors were misguided at best and just dumb at their worst. What a piece of crap. Uh, number two, Six Underground. <laughs> Michael Bay is finest. So, I've already talked about this. This is Michael Bay's turd of a movie. Let's move on to number one. <laughs> Number one, replicas. Woo! Sci-fi at its Reeves. worst. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> A complete mess yeah. starring Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Probably the dumbest movie I've seen in years. Enough said. Uh, the sad thing is it's, I have to talk about it on my list, too. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> all right, Mer, over to you, buddy. My turn, well... Since Bryce sucked up all our time, I'll be quick. Uh, <laughs> we didn't suck it up. Let we still me say, got a bit of time. unlike my esteemed colleagues, I actually like most of the movies I go to. If it looks but bad, like I don't tend to go to it. 
especially if somebody I don't like is in it. But and again, I don't have a ranking system. This is a top ten movies I like. Uh, one which I know is on somebody else's list: The Dead Don't Die, which is a, whole, a zombie movie. Which surprisingly, I've seen quite a few zombie movies this year. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. But and I don't know who Jim Jarmusch is, honestly. Why? Because uh, I'm not a zombie fan. No, he's not. A zombie no, he's not a zombie not, director. No, but, he's never done a zombie but movie. But it has Bill Murray in it. That's all I needed. Yeah, and like you and said, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver, who is also awesome. And a few other cameos. Uh, And, of course, my next one, they're not going to agree with either. Dolomite is my name. Meh. Because I love Andy Murphy. That was... And I've been waiting for him to do a good movie for years. That was a man for me, too, actually, Dolomite. And another one probably they don't agree with is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made my top ten. Rage. Because I love Tarantino, even some of the stuff that isn't that great, and... Brad Pitt, in my opinion, stole the movie. He was way better than than DiCaprio. He was very good. If there was a movie to be stolen, and he it also it. had Charles Manson in it. How can you not love a movie with Charles Manson in it? It's like okay, <laughs> Charles Manson. He's like the most polarizing guy, uh, serial killer. He like he beats the crap out of Ted Bundy and all those other guys. He was just sick. His sheer numbers don't count. For anyway, that. Uh, another zombie movie. Big surprise. Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, snap. Which, of Mondo. course, is the sequel. Which also, I didn't absolutely love the first one, but the second one was actually way better. Uh, also, a Mondo. And Super the new character they added was, to me, the best part. This blonde she bimbo awesome. who just wouldn't go away. She was the best part of the whole movie. She was. She the best was so part of good. The movie. And then when you think she dies, she no, comes she's not. back because she wasn't dead. Exactly. <laughs> and the last few I know my friends will agree with. Uh, one that we saw at Cuff. It was the opening gala. Little Monsters. Mondo. Another zombie movie with the Peter Luongo. I think yep. her name is. Yeah, and her. it's an Australian, New Zealand. I'm not sure which she's one. Awesome. And she it's, it's, is awesome. She's a sick uh, kindergarten teacher. She has six year olds, and they go to a wildlife safari, and they're zombies, and they're six year olds. It's freaking hilarious. Cool. Uh, then you got what Bryce yeah, already talked about. Um, that's a hard mon. That's a hard uh, mondo for Jojo me, Rabbit. Again, I'm becoming a huge uh, Taika Waititi fan. Waititi's awesome. He He's is. Ever since Thor Ragnarok, I've been a fan of his because I didn't watch his earlier stuff. Of course um, you didn't. <laughs> I went back. <laughs> He's gone back. He's gone back. He's gone back good, to do it. But good. yeah, but I love Thor, so that was my thing. And then another one, which I also saw, it was off the cuff. It was off season one that Bryce actually brought his mother to, and yes, she enjoyed it. She loved it. Brittany runs a marathon. I loved it too. With I can't Mondo. remember the name of the woman in it, Jillian Bell, I think is her name. Yep, that's her. Well, I don't think it's funny at all. I never liked her, but no, this was a this was She's a real awesome. story about this overweight girl in New York who is having health problems, decides to start running, and her goal is to run the New York Marathon. And it's it's funny, it's sad, it's awesome. Is easily one of my best of the year. And then one we just saw, which I gave a Mondo and my friends didn't, was Bombshell, which I already talked about <laughs> because of the <laughs> cast. And then the last two were actually at the film festival, which are Canadian productions, so people may not have heard about them. One was called Freaks with Emil Hirsch, see it. Bruce Dern, Grace Park from Hawaii Five O, and uh, Battlestar Galactica, I think it was. And it's just this really bizarre movie. I can't give away anything because it's just just the weirdest plot, but it's freaking awesome. Uh, and the last one was just pure was fun. Okay. And again, another zombie movie. 
that's like four or five now on my list. Yeah, man. Blood Quantum. Who's the zombie fan here? <laughs> Blood Quantum? Oh, dude. Blood <laughs> Quantum. Rage. I loved Blood Quantum. I give that a meh. Because, uh, again, it's a zombie movie. It was a late night. So, of course, Jim Dragged convinced me to go to it. Yes, I did. Uh, and, yeah, it was basically the, it's a unique concept. It was uh, a tribe uh, of the Micmac, I believe they're called. And I looked it up. They're from Nova Scotia. And they are there's a zombie outbreak, and because of their blood, they're immune to being bitten by zombies. Great the plot. The only Great humans plot. left on on the planet is this tribe. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. Thank uh, you. It was a math to me. But because I don't like zombie movies, it's made my list. But apparently, you liked five of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because that's what we seem to see a lot. <laughs> Uh, as for my my rage list, again, I had trouble finding stuff because I like, like almost everything. everything. Yep. But one of them, which I'm sad to say because someone I know was involved with it, uh, was El Chicano. It was so bad. That it was all so three bad. of us didn't like. It, it, I walked out of it. It so was that... shot locally, so I wanted to like it. I just the story didn't get me. It just anyway, I'll move on from that because I don't want to piss anybody Talk too off. Much about it. Uh, the other one uh, was actually uh, another festival thing. Off fest. It was Mr. America, which I don't know. I, I was there volunteering for it. I guess if I knew anything about the guy, I would have actually enjoyed it because it was a whole web series thing up until this movie. The guy ran for governor or whatever it was, but he was a complete moron. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like it. Another one I went to, not sure why, because I didn't even go with Jim, was... Scary stories to tell in the dark. I uh, didn't find it scary in the slightest. I just thought it was dumb. It I was, it it was, was like Mondo. it was like goosebumps. It's Guillermo del Toro. I and loved every minute of it. I actually can't wait to see it. Really? I, there you I go. really want. Well, I that's, really loved that's it. That's your choice. Then I also saw Terminator Dark Fate, which so wasn't bad. a big fan so of the series rage. anyway. Heavy but rage. It was just as bad as the one before that. Heavy rage. And then the last one, which I hesitantly put on here is Gemini Man, because I actually didn't mind it, but yeah, it was, the plot was pretty bad. And it was Will Smith fighting himself, and he's younger. So, but on that, I didn't mind it. And it was shot in 3D. So I didn't mind it. But anyway, so that's my list. Alright, well, I'll have to blast through mine, because we're running out of time. Uh, so, again, I didn't make a, a 10 to 1 list like Bryce did. I just found 10 movies that I thought were the best. So I'm not gonna, these are not in any particular order. And some of them we've talked about already. So uh, number one, not because it was my best movie, uh, Married Story. Again, acting was brilliant. So good. Um, they Shall Not Grow Old, which is uh, remastered by Peter Jackson. Mondo. And the reason why I love this movie was the remastering of this old, old film. It took him two and a half years to yeah, remaster the, the this film, and technologically, it's one of the most brilliant films of all times. It's a must-see. Um, uh, one that we both what we both saw not too long ago is One Cut of the Dead, which is also a zombie movie, uh, and uh, it's brilliant. It's uh, everybody should see this movie. It's anybody who's interested in making films should see this movie, uh, and and. Don't do not give up after the first twenty minutes. That's all I can tell you. You got to see it to the end. Uh, Bryce. Mondo. Yeah, Mondo. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Come to Daddy. It was my f- only five that I gave at the Calgary International Film Fest. Uh, Come to Daddy, and all, if all, all I can say is Poo Pen says it all. 
It'll and, stay with you. And Elijah Wood is definitely my creep crush, as you guys know. So, uh, what'd you give it? Mondo. Mer? Uh, yeah, that was a hard rage for me, because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> but. Uh, Zombieland 2. Again, that such a funny movie. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, we've talked about. Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I could not keep, not take this. This was one of my biggest surprises of the of the year. Uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon is also on my top ten. Mondo, Mondo. Uh, one Child Nation uh, documentary uh, about, we talked about this already uh, last week, I think, or the week before. And number ten, which is not number ten, is John Wick 3. It started in 11, had Keanu Reeves. It's You know my rating system with Keanu. It started at 11 and never went anywhere but Keanu up. Reeves. Keanu Reeves in, in a John Wick film is going to be a knockout. It's just, honor, it's just so ridiculous. Quickly for honorable mention, there's so many ways that he kills people, including a book. My favorite's, my favorite's the horse. Nothing's yeah, the horse, as good as the horse. horse is good. But, you know, it's if it's something he can kill someone with, he's going to do it. Yeah. Honorable mention was inmate number one, the Danny Trejo yeah, story. Yeah, so good. Uh, good. I'm assuming that's Mondo's for Mondo. everybody. Yeah. Alita Battle Angel was just Robert Rodriguez's uh, CGI epic journey. Surprising Mondo. Yeah, it, it was uh, surprising me, too, because I didn't want to see it. But then I did, and I was like, holy crap. Uh, Once We're Brothers, the story of the band, the documentary. Loved it. Also Mondo. played at SIF. Uh, Harpoon. Which almost made it in the ten, but I had to bump, had to get bumped out. One of the best boat horror movies ever made. Mondo, it was Super enjoyable. Mondo, and then the two popes. Mondo. Um, so my worst. So basically, it was. Oh wait, I didn't hear your John Wick rating. John Wick three. I believe he gave it a. Man. Okay, yeah, so he, I, he I gave me a Mondo on everything except you guy got a man. Okay, not too bad. Not bad. Uh, worst films of the year in no particular order. Hellboy, Replicas, Men in Black International, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, and Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. So there's our list in the can. Uh, we're running out of time here. We got a quick up. We got to do our RMM before we finish, and we'll log off. Uh, Mur, what's our list? Already, we shuffle through the paperwork here. All right, starting off with our Italian horror director, Lucio Fulci. Mondo. Mondo. Eh. Tom Savini. Mondo. Mondo. Eh. Uh, Hugh Grant. Mondo. Uh, meh. Eh. Michael Bay. Rage. Rage. Eh. John Lithgow. Meh. Meh. Uh, I'm going to give him a Mondo. Attaboy. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Mondo. 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 Julie Delpy. Mondo. Eh. Meh. Rory Culkin. Mondo. Mondo. And if it isn't enough, Kieran Culkin. Mondo. <laughs> and Margot Robbie. Mondo. Mondo. Uh, you're dumb. That's right. <laughs> and finally, you might say it's a theme with these ones, Carl Weathers. Meh. Meh. Billy D. Williams. Meh. Mondo. Are you kidding me? Idris Elba. Mondo. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say Mondo. Jamie Foxx. Hard meh. Meh? Yeah, he's meh. Uh, so total meh. And God himself, Morgan Freeman. Mondo. Mondo. 
Mondo voice for sure. Exactly. I guess seeing as he's God, it would be sacrilegious that to give him anything correct. black. Lightning will Hail strike Satan. you down. All right, no people. No pulps will help you. That's our lists for this week. Uh, we're looking forward to coming back and seeing and talking to you next week. Uh, I want to thank Jeff at Alchemy Studios. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, want to thank all the listeners and hope you enjoyed this year's 2019 lists episode. And we hope to uh, see some comments and, and get some feedback. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night and welcome to 2020 and rage Sayonara. on. Sense the theme I was going for there. Yeah, baby, it's the theme. <laughs> it's like Carl Weathers' Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, Star oh, I Wars. I love Mandalorian, but Carl Weathers—he's done a lot of bad stuff, buddy.